Welcome to Investment Moments with Momentum Investments, where we will unpack all things investments to provide you with better insights for the important discussions with your clients to help them achieve their goals. In this episode, we'll be unpacking our outlook for global equity markets, as well as touching on the Momentum flagship global equity fund. This solution has been available to investors across the world for many years and is now finally available for South African investors too. I am Natalie Harrison, the Global Fund Specialist, and joining me for the session today are two investment team members from Momentum Global Investment Management in the United Kingdom. Andrew Hardy, our Director of Investment Management, and Robert White, one of our Portfolio Managers. Andrew and Robert are here as they are the Co-Portfolio Managers of the Momentum Global Equity Fund and are going to help explain why this core global equity solution is a valuable addition to your global investment toolkit. Thanks for joining me today, Andrew and Rob. Investors in global equity markets have experienced a roller coaster ride over the last year and a half. Stocks crashed at a record pace in March 2020, followed by a sharp rebound on the back of unparalleled fiscal and monetary responses from central banks across the world. With heightened valuations in some areas, and concerns that inflation may not be as transitory as initially thought, what is the outlook for returns from global equities going forward? Yes, I think the early months of recovery from the pandemic will probably prove to have been the most rewarding for equity investors in this cycle. And we're now at the point of transitioning to lower levels of growth and a gradual reduction in the ultra-loose policy support that we've seen the last 18 months or so, uh, at a time of resurgent inflation. This is much more challenging for financial markets. Uh, returns will be harder to come by, and inevitably there will be setbacks from time to time, as we saw in September. But I think we mustn't lose sight of the bigger picture. Economic and corporate earnings are growing at abnormally high levels this year, the fastest rate of expansion for 50 years in some places. And this will continue, uh, albeit at a reducing rate into next year. Also, monetary policy remains highly accommodative, and fiscal policy continues to support demand with little to no prospect of a return to fiscal austerity. Governments around the world, led by the US, are planning for high levels of fiscal spending on infrastructure, health, climate change initiatives, and uh, rebuilding post-COVID. So yes, there are significant headwinds from supply constraints and sharply rising inflation, but we think that these should begin to diminish and normalize over the next 12 months or so as the global economy transitions to a reduced but more sustainable level of growth. Our central case is that inflation will peak around the middle of next year and gradually thereafter move down towards central bank targets. But we recognise that the risks of a longer period of persistently higher inflation have risen now. And so we believe it's important to reflect that risk in portfolio construction, including in the composition of global equity assets. We're optimistic, though, that prospects for equity markets from here uh, are good and we expect further gains. This cycle is likely to be very long and the recovery from the pandemic definitely has further to run. With the prospect of supply chains normalising through next year and healthy underlying demand continuing, earnings and dividends can build on this year's recovery and advance in real terms in coming years. So we believe that equities will therefore continue to deliver attractive returns, albeit with a somewhat bumpier path. And underpinning that view is, is our constructive view on valuations. The recovery and subsequent growth in earnings has far outstripped share price rises, therefore lowering price-earnings ratios in most markets to levels that are now in the mid to low teens. That's broadly in the range of the past seven to eight years or so. The notable exception there is the US, uh, which has been the standout performer in recent years, 
and which has a higher proportion than other markets in more highly rated growth stocks. But outside of those growth stocks, there remain plenty of reasonably valued opportunities, both in the US and also elsewhere. Final point would be, I guess, we're, we're firmly of the view that this is the stage of the cycle when careful selection will be vital. I think it's really likely that the next five years will look very different from the last five in terms of the styles and sectors that lead markets, which creates opportunities for the best active managers who look beyond index weightings and the recent winners. I think blending world-class actively managed strategies across a range of styles will continue to deliver market-beating returns in the long term, whilst also helping to constrain volatility. So, Andrew, with this somewhat positive outlook in terms of equity markets, what type of equity strategy should investors be looking at now? Rob, I will direct this question to you. Yeah, thanks, Nets. Um, we really think it's important for investors to be considering broadly diversified equity strategies now, given the, the macroeconomic backdrop we find ourselves in and, and, and given some of the points that, that Andrew alluded to earlier. So we are coming out of an exceptionally low interest rate environment. Uh, growth assets have rallied hard and, and also a lot of them do sit on historically high multiples. And because of this, this recent trend and, and what's been happening in, in, uh, in, in terms of the macro economy, a lot of investor flows have unsurprisingly been into growth funds. Uh, and that means that there has been some, some pretty remarkable concentration, um, in a handful of, of kind of mega, te- mega cap tech stocks. Uh, so the, obviously these are kind of known as the, the FANGs is, is their popular acronym. But it really still amazes me if you extend that further and, and look at, uh, say, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, and, and Microsoft. Uh, they, they now have a combined market cap of $9 trillion, which is almost one-fifth of the entire U.S. market. And, and that sort of concentration is something that investors should be very wary of, uh, and, and, and particularly given this, this macro backdrop we find ourselves in. And whenever there's this sort of large consensus in the market, as, as we think there is today, uh, we'd argue that it means there are higher risks of a large star rotation to come. Um, and while, you know, we don't necessarily be able to uh, claim to be able to predict exactly when such a rotation will take place, uh, we really think it makes sense to diversify your risk on this front and not just go blindly chasing performance by kind of chasing fangs or, or growth related names that just because they've done well over, over the last uh, few years. I mean, a lot of this plays into kind of the macro risks, as, as, as Andrew mentioned, particularly in terms of resurgent inflation and what this could do to, to asset prices. You know, this broadly diversified approach very much fits in with our investment philosophy. And we truly advocate having a broad based exposure to value, quality and growth styles. You know, all of them together do add value over, over long time periods. Um, and we think blending these is, is a really successful way to run your kind of global equity book. If you try and time styles and go for, say, an overly concentrated solution, there's always the risk of getting your, risk of getting your timing wrong, um, and that can cause underperformance over long time periods. So it's not a, an approach that we advocate, and um, it's, it's not one that we follow here at, uh, at Engine. That makes sense. Timing the market is fraught with difficulties, and that is why, as you mentioned, we at Momentum Global Investment Management go to great pains to ensure the mix between growth, value, and quality equities is correct. So that leads me nicely into the Momentum Global Equity Fund, our flagship equity fund that provides a well-diversified, style-balanced exposure to developed market equities. Could you please provide some deeper insights into this fund and what makes the Momentum Global Equity Fund unique? 
The Momentum Global Equity Fund aims to deliver long-term capital growth in a highly liquid and cost-effective structure. Key to the success of this fund is its style-blended investment approach, to which you alluded earlier, and, and the use of which we believe to be the very best asset managers from around the world, many of which are not currently available to South African investors, such as Rainier and Jenison and others. The key to this is that we believe no one asset manager has all the expertise so we've identified specialist teams with well-defined areas of focus in either value, quality, or growth investment styles. What's further unique with the fund is its structure in that it combines the benefits of specialist fundamental active managers with the benefits of data science through a manager that employs a, a data-driven and systematic investment strategy. There's clear advantages to each of these approaches. On the discretionary side, those strategies we think can deliver additional alpha over and above a style beta uh, through the manager's particular competitive edge uh, and ultimately through being rewarded for taking on greater concentration risk, which is appropriate in a strategy like that where you have a research team uh, analyzing all the fundamentals and risks around a, a company in a lot of depth. On the data-driven, more systematic quantitative side of things, one of the key advantages there is you get a very consistent and pure factor exposure uh, through a very broadly invested portfolio across a, a large number of positions, well diversified by sector and geography and by underlying stocks. Uh, and the, the rules-based nature of the strategy also helps to reduce uh, the risk of behavioral biases creeping in and undermining the portfolio. We believe that carefully combined, these the combinations of discretionary and systematic strategies can uh, give us the best chance of delivering the right level of outperformance within the strategy, whilst at the same time still maintaining a high level of diversification and critically the ability to perform through a wide range of different market environments or regimes. So that sounds great. I mean, we've got diversification at a multi-strategy level, multi-manager level, and then of course the multi-style perspective. So that sounds great, but how should investors consider using this fund, considering that there are so many global equity funds available? And, and how particularly can this fund be accessed? I mean, I think it's a really exciting time to bring this fund to the South African market. And particularly now, we think the outlook is, is, is wonderful, particularly for the reasons that we've, that we've mentioned. As a diversified global equity solution, we think the fund is, is perfectly suited as a core global equity holding and it gives you broad exposure to the asset class and has all the, the, the diversification elements at different levels that, you, that you've mentioned there. Um, and as I said, it, it can therefore easily sit as a core global equity holding. Uh, investors can use the fund on a standalone basis um, or they, they can use it as a complement to more concentrated managers uh, who may take more specific risk, uh, say in thematic growth industries or specific regions like emerging markets. Um, another good reason to use the fund as, as part of your global e equity allocation is that through the support of the wider momentum investment business, uh, we can capture a lot of attractive characteristics, um, many of which we've spoken about. Um, but it's, it really comes together in a very competitive all-in cost, and, and that's partly down to the uh, the structure of the fund, as, uh, which is mainly through segregated accounts. Our scale also means we get access to some of the talented managers that, that Andrew's mentioned, a lot of which won't be in your current portfolios. Uh, I mean, Andrew's mentioned a few, but we've also got names like um, like Paradise uh, and Rainier, who, who typically don't have commingled funds that are, that are available to out investors, say, outside of the US. 
and we bring them together um, using our knowledge and, and expertise uh, in a thoughtful, balanced and holistic way. I suppose from an accessibility perspective, just to touch on that point, the funds are available on our own in-house platform, being Momentum Wealth International, and we are also in the process of loading them on additional external platforms in the form of Glace International and hopefully others down the line. Thank you, Rob and Andrew, for providing a greater deep dive into the fund. We all know that the investment opportunity that awaits offshore and through providing access to specialist global investment managers, the Momentum Global Equity Fund has made investing in offshore equity managers that much simpler for you. Thank you so much, Rob and Andrew, for joining. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. 